The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And welcome back tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're to uh, Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, we're going to have a nice show for you here tonight. You know, hopefully, um, we're going to ha- we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff about cancer, which is kind of a controversial thing. But I think we've got right. some we're good gonna, information. We're going to talk them. mostly about what you can do, maybe to prevent cancer. You know, a lot of people yeah. know that it's in their families and they right. know what's going on. And we're kind of mentioning what we're talking about this week because yeah. you know the first segment we always talk about is in the news. In the news. Well, our first couple in the news that were just published recently just happens to be about cancer. Yeah, and you know, this so is... So we thought it was very yeah. fitting yeah. for the show. I, I, since tonight's show is about cancer prevention and even some things you can do if you have it and you're going through treatment, things you might do to make that better for you. Uh, but in the news, our little in the news section, we always start out with that way. And, and sure enough, here comes something that, uh, that talks about high insulin being an independent risk factor or prognosticator, if they will, for advanced breast cancer. Right. They were showing that the prognosis was much worse when they showed elevated insulin levels. Right. Um, and when you start talking about, you know, what elevates insulin levels? Sugar. Sugar. And it's been, yeah, sugar. it's been said over and over that sugar feeds cancer, and there's no doubt about that. But also, having that high insulin level also makes it more likely to metastasize and spread. That was the bad thing. That I mean, was I the think thing that, that they looked at. That was the key, yeah. That's, that's what they looked at in this particular study. But right. They looked at it, and they actually said that they looked at people that were not diabetic. I mean, they looked at right. non-diabetics. Mm-hmm. But non-diabetics, that's one of the things that we see first in people is that their insulin goes real high. And basically, diabetes type 2 is a severe insulin resistance from having high insulin for years. Right. So even if you're not in that diabetic realm already then they say it's still the high insulin plays a role in the metastasis of the cancer. And that's one reason, you know, that, uh, Janine, we do it on a lot of our, our panels that we suggest, and especially, you know, we can basically talk to you for two minutes and find out if you're just even just a few pounds overweight, you know, just a few. It doesn't take much. Let's go ahead, and, and even if you've had in your past blood work said, oh, my, my sugar's okay, check that insulin. Because you may be producing way too much insulin. And if you are, yeah, your A1C is still okay because you've got this gobs of insulin trying to keep it under control. But you're setting yourself up for some other things, just like this study says. Right. And what the, this study was looking at is maybe with cancer treatment, mm-hmm. instead of just looking at the cancer treatment, you might look at things to help lower insulin at the same time. Right. Now, in the study, of course, it was a medical study, and they talked about using some of the medications like metformin. Yeah, they, which is a you know helps with insulin resistance, but of course in the natural world, right. and what we do, 
we use something called Berberine Max. Now, in double-blind studies, and we've talked about this before in the news right. or in different segments, right. when you compare the berberines to metformin and even Avandia, mm-hmm. in double-blind studies, they show to work just as well, just equal to mm-hmm. control insulin and blood sugar. And clinically, we have seen that time and time again. We have. I mean, I've had many, many, many people um, that they can bring their A1C completely down with the berberine and changing the diet. Right. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of mention if you do or if you are undergoing treatment, maybe, and you do have that high insulin, adding the berberines might be a beneficial thing for you to do. You know, and, and the bad thing about it. Uh, Insulin, checking insulin levels is not something that's routinely done. No, we have them on quite our panels. Our weight loss panel checks Mm -hmm. the insulin. Our um, definitely our super panel does the insulin, and we can add an insulin test to any other panel that we do. Um, But we do recommend the insulin test a lot because it does tell you it does affect overall health, and it affects a lot of other things other than just um, blood sugar. Blood sugar mm-hmm. and weight. Yeah. There, one of the professors uh, who is a professor, and I don't, don't ask me to pronounce it, it's a cancer center over in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, he said the role of insulin pathway in cancer is an area of intense research. And I think he's right. You know, that's, uh, you know when you look at something as simple as, you know, checking uh, something like uh, insulin, and you know when you start talking about things to lower the insulin response, it's lowering that sugar and things that turn to sugar, your high glycemic foods, you know, your bread, your rice, your pastas, potatoes, things like that. So very interesting, interesting stuff. And another study that came out, and uh, this one came out of the University of Sydney, and they have, down in the land down under, they have a lot of skin cancer. Yeah, uh, because of the intensity. And this of one the was also published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Yes, it was. And um, we've even had, you know, some of the dermatologists already sending people to us to get the B3 because yeah. of the study that's come out. So yeah, talk about it, it's been published a couple times recently, and I think we may have even mentioned it before, I think we've we, mentioned but we did it, want yeah. to mention it again, that something as easy as taking nicotinamide or another ner- name for it is niacinamide, yeah. which is a form of B3, significantly lowers the risk of non-melanoma skin cancer. Right. In high-risk patients. Now, and it's very inexpensive to take. And they even talked about that in the study, how it's very inexpensive. And, I mean, the, the even taking 500 milligrams twice a day for 12 months reduced the incidence by 23%. I was going to say that. You know, and if you can lower something 23%, you know, and, and they did that in the non-melanoma skin cancer. They said, you know, just taking that little dose uh, every day lowered the cancer uh, risk by 23%. That's pretty, you know, that's that's. Really and they even showed that it good. cut the incidence of the sunspots, the precancer sunspots, which a lot of people by 15%. So yeah. if you don't want to get as many of those sunspots too, maybe taking niacinamide might be beneficial. Right. And like I said, it's very inexpensive. I mean, it, it's, it's I, I would say yeah. I don't have it off less than $10 a month to take. Uh, yeah, if that much. If that much. Yeah. Um, so it's very inexpensive, and it's something that if you are prone to any type of skin cancer or a lot of skin cancer in the family or you know that you have been in the sun for years, sometimes those yes. sunbathers are the ones mm-hmm. that did it when they were younger, and they might be hitting the baby booming years now. I mean, the baby boomers that are hitting in their 50s mm-hmm. and 60s, we're seeing a lot of a lot of them getting skin cancer yeah. because of the sunning. Yeah, they're winding up in the dermatologist office quite often. Right. Yeah. Now, something else that came out, and this came out of the you know from the Society of Endocrinology, and they showed that taking some simple vitamin D, and we talk about vitamin D. I think you know just about every, every show. show. Yeah, 
uh, just about every show. Because, you know, there's something that comes out every week. There's so much research going on with yeah. it now. So for the people out there that say, oh, do you, vitamin D, that's just hype. I'm thinking there is so much research coming out. You can't say it's just hype because it's no. almost, you know, every week there's something coming out about it. Right. Yeah, this this study came out of uh, a, a lot of the researchers, like out of Edinburgh, uh, Scotland, the Queen Margaret University there. But they show that, that, that a simple... Uh, vitamin D. Now, they, they brought out something about vitamin D that I think is very interesting. It's both a vitamin and a hormone. Right. It is a hormone. So it people is. don't think of vitamin D as it a is. hormone, but it is a hormone. It is. And it, you know, it's, everybody knows it's regulation of calcium and mm-hmm. phosphate, but it, the mm-hmm. immune system plays a huge role in the immune system. It does. They showed that it, that it actually blocks uh, an enzyme, uh, which is the 11 dash Beta HSD1. Okay, big one. But well, that enzyme is needed to make stress hormone cortisol. And high levels of cortisol, um, you know, have been known to raise blood pressure, restrict arteries, narrowing blood vessels, doing all this kind of stuff. Makes the kidneys retain water, yeah, fluid that. retention, all that. Yeah. And that shows that the vitamin D helps that. Now, we have known that because our cortisol soothe, which is for lowering cortisol, cortisol levels, right. has vitamin D in it. Um, but the big thing that they proved out of this was hey, taking a simple little vitamin D pill every day improved exercise performance and actually lowered the risk of heart disease. Right. And, and they weren't talking about a lot. Now, they were talking about very small doses of this stuff, I mean, that they did. And they did it for a very short period of time. And they, and they still showed some very, very big beneficial uh, effects from it. Yeah, and that's – we. We mention every show, have your vitamin D levels checked, know where your level is, and take an adequate amount to bring it up to where it should be. Yeah, you know, and when it talks about checking it, actually, you know, we're doing this show in November, and there's two times a year you want to get it, we like to get it checked. One is in about November, December, right? some of the lowest points, uh, and when you're getting out of the sun, it's going to be at one of its lowest points. And then in the middle of the summer is a really good time to check it, to see how high it really goes. And that way you can actually maybe modulate or change your dose based on the time of year that you need to keep it in a correct value. Well, like I said, depending on where you live, like I said, around here, probably maybe even January. January, Because February, we're not yeah. even cold yet. Nah. Um, we're getting there. It'll, it's, I had a hair of cold weather, but not whatever the other people call cold. Well, you have to define cold. <laughs> and, uh, ours is, is pretty pretty good. 60s as a high yeah, as cold does. That's cold does. <laughs> Now, something else that, that, that and, and I've talked about this, gosh, I've been doing some, some sort of radio shows for years and years and years, and we've been talking about these things for years and years and years, too. But there's a, a study that came out of York University, and it talks products that expectant mothers should avoid during the first trimester. Actually, I'm going to tell you, you probably need to avoid it through all trimesters. People need to avoid it anyway, yeah. but this one specifically was looking at it, seeing how what it did to the fetal brain development. Now, think about that. In other words, that's the baby's brain. Right. And they were okay. even talking about triggering autism mm-hmm. if you're exposed to too many of these chemicals. Right. And the list is long. I mean, it you're is. talking about things like cleaning solvents, pesticides, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Certain medications. I mean, certain aspirin. Medicines uh, yeah. and cosmetics. Yeah. Makeup. You know, oh, yeah. Cosmetics are big. You know, I mean, like the phthalates and the bisphenol A. And a lot of people out there probably know, look at the, know about the bisphenol A or the BPA because you see BPA free on everything, you know. And uh, and that's a you know a good step in the right direction. But think about things like toys. Yeah, toys is one of the big ones that they were focused yeah. on is that kids' toys have 
tons of tons chemicals. Of stuff in them, yeah. Do you really want your kids playing with them toys and, if they have that many chemicals? And something else that's that's come out in the news in the past year or two, and that's the flame retardants. Right. Those things are horrible. Which is in all your furniture nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, in a lot of places, you can't even sell the stuff unless it's got some sort of flame retardant. And if you do, I mean, you know, start looking up the, you know, bad uh, problems of flame retardants in, in the uh, environment. And you see, and especially when it gets in you, it causes all kinds of problems. Right. So they, you know, it's talking about the prenatal exposure being very bad on the brain right. and can increase autism. So you might want to be careful what you use if you're pregnant. It's careful what you use if you're not pregnant. Yeah, if you're not but pregnant even. it's probably really detrimental to a fetal brain well it is you know but the bad thing about it is even the adult brain you know time and time again these things have come up as what we call endocrine disruptors they can interfere with your uh your thyroid right your adrenal function you know it can interfere with, with your hormones, hormones which while you're pregnant, pregnant you don't want right. to mess with the hormones no so it, you know it's not only good i mean they just talked about the you know the first trimester i i think good lord if you're you know if, if you're thinking about living long term in this world you need to start paying attention to some of these things like these bisphenol A's and these phthalates and these flame retardants and all this other stuff. And think about, you know, one thing that females don't think a lot about, what you're putting on your body, cosmetics. Yeah, and lotions. Lotions. And shampoo. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have, you know, we have many shampoos that don't have all the chemicals. And people are like, why would it say it doesn't have this in it? And I'm like, because most of them have it. Most of them do have it. And, and the thing about it is you can go in pretty much any health food store in, in your area and find, you know, things that don't have the sodium lauryl sulfate. It doesn't and have phthalates, the phthalates. It doesn't have all that in it. So, you know, take the time, look it up and, and make sure, you know, whether you're expecting mom or whether you're a, a, a dad, you know, for, for God's sakes, just uh, try to avoid that stuff. Yeah, so. try to avoid the chemicals. It's always better. Yeah. All right, well, we're coming up on a break, and when we come back, we're going to get into some very interesting stuff about cancer prevention. There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. Tonight, uh, uh, Janine and I have got a really interesting show about uh, cancer prevention. Right. And, and we're I- going to talk about things that you can do mm-hmm. and then even things that you might can take. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first thing we're going to talk about, and everybody might get tired of hearing about it, and we talked about it even earlier, is vitamin D levels. We did. You know, and, you know, of course, I mean, like you said, we talk about it every week because almost every week something comes up in the news um, from somewhere around the world that their research comes up with a new angle on why vitamin D levels right. need to be and done. And there's been many, yeah. many um, papers come out about preventing different types of cancer by keeping the vitamin D level optimal. Right. And I have, over the years, I can honestly say some of the lowest D levels I've ever seen were in cancer patients. Yes, Um, that's true. That's one thing that when someone comes to us that already does have cancer, we always tell them they want their vitamin D level checked, and many times they've not had it checked. And your level of, on the lab work, 30 to 100 is the normal range. Optimal Mm -hmm. is more 50 to 80. I've had people with cancer that were like five. Oh, yeah. We've and that is an severe. extreme deficiency. And you do wonder, it, was it you know, part of why they got the cancer? Because it's uh, been in some very young people. Yeah, um, you got to wonder. So you do mm-hmm. look, and I do think vitamin D levels are important. And some people's are really low. Now, we live in a sunny area, and we still see that kind of low levels. I'm sure other parts of the country that don't have the amount of sun that we have have got to be even worse than what we see. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, I think that's why we stress it all the time. And, you know, like, you know, we've, we've talked to people a lot and they'll, you know, here's the, the, the scenario that we see all too often. They have their vitamin D level checked. They take a vitamin D supplement for a short period of time, have it rechecked. Oh, it's fine. You can stop. No. You can't. You can't. Because what we find is that as soon as people stop, it tends to go down. down. And you want to monitor it, and you may be able to lower your dose a little bit, and you want to keep it at optimal ranges, but you don't want it to go back down. So you always want to check the levels and see where they are. Now, the other thing, and we mentioned it in the news, well, we talked about how they found out that high insulin makes breast cancer metastasize. Well, all cancer prevention, one of the big things you want to do is keep your insulin down and keep your weight down. Yes, because yeah, that's you know they they've shown that that being obese or overweight increases, increases your, your risk. risk. Uh, it increases your risk for cardiovascular disease too. But you know we're talking about cancer tonight. So, uh, but that's the big thing. You know, and you know these foods that uh, you know that increase the insulin response are things that are sugary or have sugars in them or that turn to sugar, like right. your bread, your rice, your pasta, and your potatoes. You know these starchy foods. Uh, all those things inc- increase a high insulin response and it's like that little study in the the news there that we did not a good thing to do 
No. Not at I mean, all. So, that, I mean, that's something that you can do. And especially if you know that cancer is in your family well, and you know yeah. you have the high risks for cancer, you want to pay attention to it. Don't, you know, if you're 100 pounds overweight, you need to get it off. We, you know, and we see this all too often, you know, folks come in and everybody, you know, well, mom and dad both had one kind of cancer or the other and, and Uncle Joe and then Aunt Susie and all that. They all had cancer and, you know, brothers and sisters and siblings all over the place. and They've all had cancers. And, okay, the odds are if you don't do something different, you're probably going to wind up with something like that, too. So now's the time to get in there. Let's be, be preventative. Right. Well, there's a lot of things coming out. One of the big mm-hmm. new areas of, of, of research is your genetics. Yes. And they know that there are certain genes that mm-hmm. can predispose you to certain cancers. Right. And they know that. But there's the genetics, and there's your epigenetics. Epigenetics is what you do. Epigenetics can, can, you know, can it, it, you do have some control over epigenetics. Right. Unfortunately, you don't have control over your genetics. No. Um, what you have is what you have. I had somebody just ask me yesterday, can I ever change this genetic mutation? <laughs> I was like, no. no. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we can't change our genes. So far, I've not seen anything that can do that. No. But you can change the environmental factors that you live in what's around you, what you eat, to maybe affect the epigenetics to where that gene does not affect you. Right. And, you know, when, when we start talking about that, you know, one of the first things, that, of course, that we always stress is eat organic foods. You know, you want food that has the food and real value there, but you don't want all the chemicals and compounds in it. Right, because there, there's no doubt that they've linked a lot of chemicals are listed as carcinogens. Right. A lot of the um, you know, pesticides, especially and herbicides and pesticides uh, that they use, are known carcinogens. Right. And they'll say, oh, what's in the food is acceptable amounts, but you eat that same food over and over again, that acceptable yeah. amount in that one piece of food is not an acceptable amount yeah. when you add it all together. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we live in a toxic world, no right. doubt, and we've said that before. Right. Um, we have toxins all around us, all the chemicals all around mm-hmm. us, so you got to do what you can to help that. And eating the organic foods is one of the things that you can do. And especially dairy. Dairy, even unfortunately, the bad thing with some cancers being being hormone driven, mm-hmm. and you know everybody knows there are certain cancers, the mm-hmm. breast cancer, the ovarian cancer, the prostate cancer, they are hormone driven. Mm-hmm. Dairy, even if it's organic, yes, can still have high hormones because they find that dairy dairy cows mm-hmm. they are constantly keeping them pregnant, pregnant so, they so that they milk. can produce more milk, and therefore their hormones are just naturally high, even if it's not added hormones. Right. Even, you know, and I, I point this out to people a lot of times, and they say, oh, oh but I, I, I drink the organic milk. I don't care because, you know. The, you still the, don't want to overdo it. Right, because the dairy farmers, and this is, you know, probably something that the dairy farmers are not going to like us for telling, but it's the fact. They keep mama cow pregnant because if mama cow's pregnant, she produces more milk. In longer, and of course, pregnancy induces hormones to go sky high. And when that happens, you're you're, you're getting that some milk. natural hormones. It may I mean, be even organic. It's worse when cows are shot up with hormones on top oh, yeah. of it. But right. the so organic is better. But it's still, watch dairy, especially if you have a high incidence of these cancers. Uh, that's that's for sure. Now you know something else that we talk about a lot because people and, and we have a lot of people come to us and they say, well, you know, my my family's riddled with cancer. Uh, you know, what do I need to do? All right, first thing you need to do is you need to stay in optimal health. And how do you do that? 
Yeah, you, I mean, for one, you do health screenings, and exactly. not just for cancer. No. Um, we recommend the, some of the panels that we do, even doing the weight loss panel. Yeah. Check those insulin levels. Exactly. Um, people don't realize when your thyroid's not right, that affects your immune system. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When your immune system is down, you of course, you're going to be more likely to get some sort of cancer Anytime. because your body can't fight it. I mean, there's, yeah, there's people that say, well, we probably all have cancer cells at some time in our body, but our bodies True. are made to fight it. Our bodies, if they're in optimal health, can take care of itself. If the immune system's functioning properly. Right. Yeah. So, But there's so many things that affect the immune system. You have your thyroid that affects the immune mm-hmm. system. If your stress hormone's too high... Mm-hmm. It affects the immune system. If that insulin level is too high. If the insulin is mm-hmm. too high, that affects it. I mean, so you start if looking. vitamin D is too low. Vitamin mm-hmm. D deficiency, even B12 deficiency. I was going to say, B12 is another one that people often overlook. It's, well, you know, the range for B12 is hideous. Even I mean, anemias. If you yeah. don't have the blood that you're supposed to have, that affects exactly. you. Exactly. So you start looking, and there's so many things that are important in optimal health. And that's what we say is probably your best cancer prevention is to try to stay in optimal health. And, you know, we can't say that if you're in optimal health, there's not one person that would get cancer. You can't no. say that. Um, but it, it helps your odds. But it helps your odds, exactly. We're talking about decreasing the chances. And you do want to do your health screenings. And like I said, you want to do your lab work along with, I mean, there's even stuff now, and it's a, it is FDA approved, and you, it's not the mainstream, but like thermography. Right. Um, they have whole body thermography that looks for hot spots in the body in areas that are maybe warmer, which would might be an indicator of well, getting it, a cancer. It's going to show up warmer or hotter because of increased metabolism in that area. And typically cancer cells or cancer cluster of cancer cells is going to, they're going to be at a much higher metabolic rate than the rest of the cells, than the normal cells. So it, it will show up. And, you know, that's a, you know, matter of fact, we, we have a, a folks that, that we send people to a lot for doing mammography. Right. Uh, because it will show up, thing, you know, for you females out there, rather than do a, a, a mammogram, uh, an x-ray, what they do with the thermography is they can find hot spots way before, way before it would up. show up on. And one of the downsides is it'll show up way before it'll show up on another screening. So you can't even hardly find it, even if it shows up on thermography, but you know to look and you you know to keep looking. Well, And, and then know, you know to start doing things I maybe to say, change that, it. That's the key is, you know, okay, if you've got a, something, a hot spot that shows up, you know, in, in that area, uh, and even though it may not show up on a regular mammogram or something, you know, if you've got a hot spot that shows up, now you know to get very intense on doing some things, you know, like you say, eating organic, you know, keep that weight down, keep that sugar level under control, you know, make sure our vitamin D is, you know, let's get healthy, so to speak, and real fast. As uh, is, is an oncologist, that he's retired now, but uh, we used to, uh, in our area, he used to say, you need to get real healthy real quick. Yeah. You know, that was his favorite thing. You need to get real healthy real quick. You know? And like I said, you do. I mean, the thing is, is you if, if you have if you've gotten cancer already, there was something that wasn't right for you to get it in the first place. Right. So that's why we stress, 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 getting overall healthy, mm-hmm. not just not just doing the stuff for cancer prevention. Right. Making sure everything is right. And coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about more specific nutrients that you can do for cancer prevention. And there's you know quite a bit of research out there. It's not just our take on it. Right. We're going to talk about some of the research that's done and how valid these this research information is. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, one thing that the listening audience may or may not understand is just how much research has been done on things just like simple and simple like vitamin D. 
Uh, but we're going to be talking about some other things on, in, on the other side of this break that we're coming up on here in just a little bit. Uh, but And so we don't want to get into it not right now. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about these things that and the, the amount of research is just overwhelming. So when you know somebody in the standard medical uh, arena says, oh, that stuff's not research. We, we constantly hear, we that. hear that. And a when lot. you look at a lot of the, all that we're talking about is done in medical institutions. Yeah. So it's not done by just some nutrition person somewhere. No. It is usually done in, in the big cancer centers. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we're coming up on a, on a break here, Janine. So when uh, we come back the other side, we'll be talking about some of these really neat things that you can take uh, as a big preventative. So we'll see you back on the other side of the break, folks. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. Uh, tonight, Dr. Janine and I are talking about cancer prevention. Right. We're things gonna, we can do. Yeah, things mm. we can do. Now, the first thing we want to talk about, it has so much research on it. Ooh, yeah. And it's come from multiple areas. And it comes from, I mean, there's multiple areas of cancer that it can help. Mm-hmm. Um, not just one type. And it's called resveratrol. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have, have, have heard about resveratrol because, you know, because of what they call the French paradox. You know, the French tend to eat, you know, a lot of fat, which is 
mostly good fat, you know, butter and creams, things like that. And, and, but yet they have a lower incidence of heart disease. So resveratrol is always, and that's the one key, you know, they drink the wine, it has resveratrol in it. And, you know, the resveratrol is seen in things like grapes. It's also seen in things like peanuts and berries and other plants and so on. And it has some tremendous amount, over the past probably 20 years, the research that's come out on resveratrol oh. has been staggering. I mean, a lot of people have heard about it for anti-aging. Oh, yeah, it's huge Because, on of course, the anti-aging front, it has come mm-hmm. out with, you know, all the this new research. And it talks about even how, you know, it, it can actually make you prevent diabetes. It can do, I mean, there's right. so many things that it helps. But one of the big things that's been studied for is for prevention and even treatment, I mean, of cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at resveratrol, there's a lot of different areas that is a that cancer does. I mean, you have to look, hit it from a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, a resveratrol helps almost every one of these areas. It helps with it keeps down proliferation of the cells, right? Which that means cells don't divide and start multiplying, which is mm-hmm. what cancer cells do. It can help with the inflammation, which inflammation we have not mentioned so far, but we need to. That of course, probably inflammation is one of your biggest factors on causing well, because or being one of the causes of cancer. Even a lot of these chemicals that, that we've, you know, kind of toxins. talked about and toxins and so on, one of the things that they do that, that kind of supports cancer development is they increase inflammation. Right. Yeah. And so it's been shown to help inflammation. Uh-huh. It's been shown to make apoptosis, which means death, Cell death right. of the cancer cells. Mm-hmm. It has been shown to help prevent angiogenesis, which is increased blood flow to the cancer. That's a, and that's huge. Yeah. A, lot of, a matter of fact, a lot of the uh, chemotherapies and so on that they have, are developing for um, cancer treatment is something that stops that angiogenesis or, or developing new blood, se- uh, blood vessels to feed that. If they can starve the cancer cell right. by stopping the blood flow to and it. And it's also been shown to help with metastasis, where yeah. it keeps it from spreading as much. So when you start looking at resveratrol, I mean, the research on it is amazing on what it can do. Um, it is one of those things with the way it shows anti-aging and the way it does help with metabolism and the way it does help with you know, pr- cancer prevention. It is mm-hmm. one of those nutrients that we believe would be helpful for almost anyone to take for prevention. It really is. You know, I mean, when you look at the research on it, um, over the years, they've come out and they've shown that it, it can actually uh, do things like you know, prevent or slow the progression of a lot of the, even just what we call age-associated illnesses, which includes cancer, diabetes, arthritis, your coronary problems, your neurodegeneration, you know, nerve problems like Alzheimer's, things like that, even, you know, your pulmonary diseases. It, it's just, uh, they even say that it mimics calorie restriction, and calorie restriction has been something that, that one thing that has shown to add longevity. Right, and so, when you start looking at the studies that have been done and what types of cancers have been studied. Right. Now, we could have probably a whole hour on resveratrol. We're not going to go specifically <laughs> into the right. research because, I mean, it goes in-depth on what it does and what it blocks how and it how it affects it the, right. you know, this tumor factor and mm-hmm. that tumor factor. But it has been shown beneficial in skin cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer mm-hmm. prostate cancer, gastrointestinal cancer, mm-hmm. Um Lung cancer, I mean, you start looking, it affects almost every different type of cancer. Almost every type of cancer that they've ever tested it on? It has helped. It's helped. And so I, we do stress that that is one. It is not that expensive to take. Um, it is something that can easily be taken. 
and it is very effective. It's very well tolerated. We don't get many people don't tend to cause the stomach problems. It doesn't. I don't ever get any complaints on resveratrol causing side effects. The only thing that, you know, if somebody, you know, if we tell them, and we've had this come up in the past where we tell them, okay, this is the recommended dose, and then they're taking three times that. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, you're, you're probably going to have a little GI. Almost anything now. can give you diarrhea yeah. if you take too much. It, and, that's usually, and that's usually the complaint. <laughs> right, you know, it, yeah. Is, is a little, they'll get diarrhea from it, but it, but you ask them what they're taking, they're taking way too much, so, or they're taking it inappropriately or whatever. So, But needless to say, nine, nine times out of ten, uh, it's something that's tolerated extraordinarily well, and that is one of the first things. You know, when people come to us and say that they have cancer, that's one of the things one of the that first we use. Things we're start There's with. even a, a lot of research on even using resveratrol with chemo to help with cancer. Yeah, the Japanese do a lot of that work. So th- that's also been done, yeah. and so it does not hurt with any other cancer treatments. But no. prevention is all what we're stressing tonight because you want to prevent you don't want to wait until you get there right so you know the big thing to do there with prevention is do things you know like you know this something like resveratrol it's something you can take we have a lot of folks that take it for anti-aging and you know the good thing is is they're getting other benefits from other benefits too you know like uh, maybe preventing a little cancer that might show up or something too so now there is another the next thing we're going to talk about that is another preventative nutrient and there's even been a book written about it, and the book was actually called Calcium Deglucurate, the Nutrient for Cancer. Right. Um, if you look at what it does, I mean, and it's not calcium. Everybody wants to think that calcium deglucurate, oh, well, you're taking calcium. Well, not, it's a, calcium is a carrier. It, it's actually got somewhere around, I think, 13% right. of the molecule is, can, is right. calcium. It's not a real high amount of calcium. It's the deglucurate that right. is what works. Because there's something in, in our body, there's a process in our liver called glucuronidation. And without this deglucurate, you can't have the glucuronidation. Right. It stops. And when it stops, the detoxification just stops. And they've they've definitely shown that if you help with the glucuronidation, you can definitely decrease your chances of cancers. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look, it it does get rid of toxins and carcinogens. Mm -hmm. I mean, research after research after research shows. Now, you do get some of this compound in foods, but it's very little. It's a very small amount, right? And, you know, you don't, cruciferous vegetables is one Mm -hmm. thing that you can get it in. And cruciferous vegetables, we probably do need to mention, is one of the really good class of foods for cancer prevention. Which is your broccoli, your cabbage, your cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, all that stuff. And it does Mm -hmm. contain a little bit of deglucurate. Mm -hmm. But deglucurate's interesting because, okay, yes, it gets rid of toxins, it gets rid of... um, you know, carcinogens, it also gets rid of conjugated hormones. I was going to say, that's probably one of its biggest, if you look through, you start really kind of digging in some of the research, that's one of the biggest things that they've shown uh, is its ability to take these conjugated estrogens, which means join together estrogens, and a lot of things that they use medically, like birth control pills, things like that, uh, HRT or hormone replacement therapy, a lot of that is these conjugated estrogens. And they have been implicated and shown to increase your risk for cancer. And they show that this deglucurate and that glucurate by increasing that glucuronidation actually gets rid of those excess hormones fast. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And Mm -hmm. it's been shown to help quite a few different cancers. And, of course, you can see why if it helps conjugated hormones, it can help the hormonally linked cancers, like your breast cancer and ovarian cancer and prostate cancer and things like that. But they've also looked at it for colon cancer and skin cancer and lung cancer Mm -hmm. and liver cancer. And probably when you start talking about liver, that's one of the bigger things for it because liver cancer, definitely, they've shown really good benefits for it. They really have. you know. And, and, you know, we talked about, you know, the diet and stuff. You know, if you don't eat... uh, 
you know, a lot of your cruciferous vegetables, things like that. You know, you, even your, you know, your fruits and vegetables, you know, uh, apples, grapefruit, you know, all the broccoli, cabbage, all that stuff. If you don't eat sufficient amounts of that, it's hard to get enough of this deglucurate in your body. Right. Now, we don't recommend in doing the deglucurate if you're undergoing cancer treatment no. right now because no. it does get rid of toxins, which is your chemo. Right. So they have shown that you don't want to take it along with chemo because it can reduce the effectiveness of the chemo by getting rid of it too quick. Right. Um, I always say, now it is something we definitely recommend if you're finished with cancer treatment. Um, doing Definitely. it to then get your body back where you're getting rid of those toxins. And that's one of the things that we see out there that I think people go through cancer treatment mm-hmm. and they say, well, I'm clean. Well, if you already got cancer once, you're at high risk to get it again. You need definitely, if you've had cancer in the past, you need to be doing these preventative measures. And, you know, I always explain it, you know, metaphorically to the people. I say, okay, if you've got a garden uh, or a flower bed, boy, sure. Okay. If you have a weed pop up and you just break it off, what happens? It keeps coming back. Over and over again. I mean, you can keep breaking it off, and the stupid weed just keeps coming back. You have to do something to get that weed out of your flower bed. Glucuronidation or calcium deglucurate, and perhaps the resveratrol at the same time. Now, all of a sudden, you've got something that will prevent that weed from coming back. Right. Like you said. So, it's, it, you know, it's, it's multiple things. And there's a lot of different, I mean, there are so many things. Again, we could talk for days about some of the things that's been shown to be cancer preventative. But mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some of the most common ones that we've used and that we've seen work. And the next one we're going to talk about that a lot of people have heard a lot about because it's come, a lot of research is coming out about it, is the curcumins. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of people heard of curcumins, but it comes from turmeric. Right, right. Uh, you know, that, you know, it's, well, it's got so much research. I mean, good yeah, it is. They, they talk about it for It's everything. another one that has multiple actions. It can inhibit the proliferation of the tumor cells. Right. It can help your body destroy mutant cancer cells. Mutant. It also like mutant, mutant cancer. Yeah. <laughs> a little mutant guy. And definitely it. the inflammation. I mean we yes. talk about inflammation. It, well, it's it a is, good anti We use it all the time for joint pain. Oh, yeah. And I mean when somebody has inflammation, now yes, resveratrol has been shown to help inflammation, but we don't see like for joint pain and for you know obvious inflammation. Turmeric is great. It works really good. Or the so, curcumins, right? The curcumins. Yeah. Um and it also helps with the angiogenesis and prevents the increased blood supply. Mm-hmm. It also inhibits a protein that is thought to make tumors form. So that's one that there's a lot. I've, we've even had, you know, the, a lot of doctors from MD Anderson tell people to take it with their cancer treatment. I was going to say, yeah. That, we've that, been seeing yeah. that even in the United States. A lot, of, a lot of natural products are used along with treatment in other countries. Japan's um, big. Japan's on. real big, but yeah. we're not seeing as much in the United States. Well, now we're starting to because we have had, I've had multiple people. We're about seven hours from MD Anderson, so we have a lot of people here that go to that specialized cancer institute, and a lot of the doctors there have sent people to get some of the mushroom combinations and some of the curcumins to well, go along with their treatment because they know it'll do things that help them you know it's just like keeping that inflammation down and so on and, and a lot of the chemotherapy actually increases inflammation you know as a secondary side effect so if you can get rid of that that's a big thing all right we're coming up on another break uh, here Janine. but um, when we come back we've got some more interesting things to talk about so uh, we'll see you right on the other side of this little break folks There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. 
That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Tonight, Dr. Janine and I are talking about things you can do to prevent cancer and even some things you can do uh, afterwards and during right. can- uh, treatment. Treatment, right. Now, oh. the next one we're going to talk about is um, everybody's heard of green tea. Yep. And it's actually the EGCG. Epigallocatechin gallate. Right. Ooh, that is I the, love that one. Yes. Probably one of the biggest catechins that are in it. It is. And the green tea has been shown to have much more, of course, than your black teas. Now, black tea has some. It just but doesn't have as much. But not near as much. Right. Exactly. It, as it, much. it has it, but it's not near that as fermentation, high amount. Right. The fermentation process making black tea kind of destroys a lot of it, you know. So, again, it has tons of properties. And for, I've seen a lot of research specifically with green tea on colon cancer and skin cancer. I was going to say you skin see, cancer You see huge. those two the most. Yeah. For, some, you, for some reason, you see more information on that. Now, it, it also helps with some detoxification. Yes, it it helps with the inflammation. Mm-hmm. It helps with the angiogenesis. So mm-hmm. you start looking, and a lot of these not natural compounds have some of the same actions against the cancer. And, you know, so you look, and there's so many things you can do. Now, let's talk a little bit about some specific, there's, I mean, there's so many things you can do, but some more specifics for different kinds of cancer. Like we used for something called methane. D-I-M. D-I-M. Mm-hmm. And breast cancer, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer. We had a whole show about that. We did. And if you want to go back and listen to it, we had Dr. it, it was called it, yeah. Safer Estrogen with Phytonutrition. Right. And it was a whole 
hour about DIM. Mm-hmm. But DIM is very interesting. And, and the research, when it started, was mostly for cancer prevention. Yeah, that's pretty much what it started right. out with. Now, yeah. you know, since then, they've we found that it increases, helps hormones. And oh, it does all kinds of Helps with, stuff, yeah. you know, regulate cycles. Mm-hmm. And, but they've even shown some new research about the BRAC gene. Yeah, the BRCA1. Uh, and what's really interesting about that BRCA1, a lot of folks don't understand it, but the, the BRCA1 gene, if you have that gene mutation, which means you don't make BRCA, the, the, in other words, it, it can't make the, the compound that it needs that to suppress. Right. So, you know, you're actually deficient if you have in this uh, BRCA, uh, if you have a BRCA1 mutation. Now, what's interesting about the DIM, and I was talking to Dr. Zellig's about it, he sent me the, the research, you and I read it. Uh, they actually show that the DIM, even in these uh, females that have the BRCA1 mutation, it shows that it can increase the BRCA1 activity. Right, which can lead to protection yeah. and prevention of cancer. And nothing else can do that. Right. So the DIM, we definitely wanted to bring up DIM. We've seen it to be very effective in right. you know prostate cancer. We've seen it to be very effective in ovarian cancers, things like that. Yeah. But, I, I mean, for prevention. I mean, a lot of yeah. the research is, you know, take it ahead of time. If you know you have that, you know, if you know you have the gene, if you know you have the risk factors. If, and the I risk factors it. for breast cancer, real quick, a lot of people yes. don't know them. If you started your cycle before your age of 10, mm-hmm. if you hadn't had kids by the time you're 30, mm-hmm. if you were overweight, mm-hmm. if you smoke, of course, everybody knows yeah. smoking and drinking too much will yeah. increase your risk. Um, but those other factors are ones that you can, and if you have somebody in your family and have a member of your family that has breast cancer or right. ovarian cancer, or prostate cancer, because if you mm-hmm. have a dad with prostate cancer, it even could increase your risk for some of the hormonal Sorry. cancers as well. Now, while we're talking about that, prostate cancer, uh, and we see an awful lot of that. I mean, we, yes, we, we do. We run into a a host of. We of do see. I mean, it is it. definitely yeah, a lot yeah. of people that have that. Unbelievable how many have Now, the it, sulforaphane know. has some yeah. pretty good research for prostate. Yeah, that's a, a, actually an extract of the broccoli sprout. Right. A sprouted broccoli. And, and they said you get more from the little sprouted broccoli than you do from regular like a broccoli. Seed or something, right? Yeah, or a big broccoli, right. The, the, the broccoli sprout, when it's in that first sprouting stage, that's when it has the highest concentration of sulforaphane. And sulforaphane, I mean, the research on sulforaphane is pretty doggone interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can go to places like, and we always recommend people, you know, if you want to really, uh, as one fellow said, if you get insomnia, go go to PubMed and start reading. Right. It's called PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D, PubMed, and uh, just kind of Google that, and you can go there and, and, you know, look for something like sulforaphane or look for the DIM. Yeah, you can uh, look for this, you know, sulforaphane, yeah. prostate cancer, and you'll have all oh. kind of studies that show up. Yeah. Um, another one for is selenium. Selenium's huge. Selenium's a very inexpensive nutrient, and there's been lots of research on selenium and cancer prevention. Really has. Especially with the prostate. So that's one yeah. that we wanted to mention as well. Yeah. Now, earlier and in the news, we talked about niacinamide and skin cancer prevention. Yes, we did. So we did want to re-mention that one just so people that if you do have a predisposition for skin cancer may be doing some niacinamide, which is very inexpensive. Right. And, you know, and of course, when you're talking about skin, Think about that green tea that we just talked about, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, green tea is really good. That's a huge one. Yeah, we could talk all night about different things, but we wanted to get to one little area before we finish up, and that is, okay, if you are doing cancer treatment. If, now, yeah, when people call us and say, what would you do? We always tell people it's your decision. We don't make people's decision on what treatment they do. No. Um, if you're going to do the treatment and if you're going to do chemo, you always want the nutritional support with it. 
And we have literally over the years, the past 20, 30 years, Gene, we've, we've worked with hundreds, hundreds of people of people who have undergone chemo. Right. And we've kept them healthy. And we've had people that have never it, gotten right. sick. I right. recently, I mean, we, we have them all the time and they don't, they don't get the sick. They don't have their blood counts drop. Right. They don't have all the other problems that a lot of other people have with doing the chemo. So there's definitely things that you can do with it. We use arabinogalactin, DMG, PSP, PSK. Oh, ooh, let's talk about that PSP and stuff. Yes. Minute. Now people don't, you know, the PSP, what the heck is that? Well, there's a compound called, uh, there's a, actually a mushroom called the Coriolis versicolor. And the Coriolis versicolor has a compound in it called PSK. PSK was the first one they came up with. And, and they named it after, it's a polysaccharide. And they named it after the guy that discovered it. His name was Kreskin. Yeah. So poly- polysaccharide Kreskin. Kreskin. And then, you know, of course, they said, well, you know, there's other ways of doing this, too. So they came up with another one. It's a little bit less expensive. It's called PSP. But that Coriolis versicolor, that mushroom, in Japan, this stuff is huge. It is the most researched natural product for cancer. It really and is. Most people have never heard of it. And we no. have used it for years and years and years. And people do very well um, when right. they do add it to their, their treatment. Um, it is used in Japan along with chemo normally as treatment. So there's a right. lot of research to back it up because it's used just routinely in that country. Right. Um, so there's so many things. Even the theanine, if you're doing certain types of chemo, can help protect your cells. Well, you know, and, and that comes up all the time, you know, especially, you know, when you get into things like breast cancers and so on. And there's some of the treatment is, of course, doxyrubicin or uh, the red devil, they call it, and cisplatin, which are some of the platinum drugs. And L-theanine is actually shown to be very, very beneficial. And one, one study I showed on the doxyrubicin said that it increased the chemo mm-hmm. by seven times within the cancer cells. Inside the cancer In, cells. The, what they showed wants, is that the theanine want, right? made the chemo go to the cancer cells right. and not to the healthy cells. Right. And so, therefore, you got a better benefit from the treatment and lessen the side effects to your other cells, which and I mean, they, they say it actually protects the healthy cells. Yeah, so there's so many things mm-hmm. that you can do. We're just, I mean, scratching the surface. If you are undergoing treatment, let us know, and we can try to help you come up with say, a program to go along with it. I was going to say, you know, it, it, you know, and, and this is a, this is a service that we do for all, you know for folks. You know, if you ha- if you're starting cancer treatment or you're thinking about starting it, or you know that something's come up and you you've got to have to you weigh these decisions that you need to make. Call us and we can help you, you know, get ready for that kind of thing. If you decide you want yeah, to get, get healthy, chemo, don't, get don't, healthy. don't let it knock you down. No. Um, and people that stay stronger do better. You got to have your immune system. So things that actually help the immune system really do help you get through it. We, we have, uh, like I say, over the years, we've worked with so many hundreds of people. We had an, an oncologist and unfortunately he has retired, but he used to tell people, I don't really understand a lot what they do, but Just, all I know is that people that go to them, Live a lot longer and do a whole lot better through treatment. That's true. All right, folks, we're coming up on the end of the show, and gosh, we've uh, we've enjoyed bringing it to you tonight. Hopefully, you've, you've got some information you can take uh, away from it. Maybe do a little cancer prevention and some of the things we talked about. And if you're undergoing cancer treatment, or if you've had cancer treatment, and you want to get healthy again. Some good information there. You can give us a call and call us at that one eight hundred eight two four zero one nine four anytime. We'll talk to you. Well, Janine, I guess we can say goodnight. Yep, we'll be back next week. That's right. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.